Everyone ready for tonight? Praise the Lord. Yeah, let's go ahead and be seated for a bit. You guys are good. Um, Think about just putting the pulpit away. We might do some running. Amen. There's going to be, there's going to be, um, hallelujah, a, there's going to be a filling tonight. And there's going to be an overflowing tonight in people's lives. And God is going to restore, this is awesome, this is the beautiful part, because this is how beautiful God is and how amazing his love is. You know, if, if, we, could, if we could bring it all the way back to the most simplest thing, we, we Americans especially love to complicate things. Like, we, re- we really do, like, right, like, hey, how do you make a grilled cheese? Well, give me every step. Just put the bread in the pan. Well, you got to do this and this, do you? You're just melting cheese. Like, come on. And, uh, and we like to complicate things. And then, and then I know people, um, I'm luckily not, not one of them, but I know people that love formulas. Well, what's the formula of love? I remember growing up, there was some weird movie, like teenage heartthrob movie, and it was like, here's the potion for love, and you wear this cologne, and everyone loves you. And uh, w- w- there are single people right now going, I'd buy that. <laughs> I'm a young adult pastor, and I know, I know there's single men in here right now, young adult age. They're like, Pastor, where's that love potion at? I'll put that everywhere. And, uh, and, and we, we would love a formula of what love looks like, what love is. How do we give it? How do we take love? How do we receive love? And we can look at God and sit back and say, well, how did he do it? You realize God was always a giver of love? Like when I got saved, I didn't feel condemned. I was so terrified to come before God because I I was stupid. I was so terrified to come before God because I turned my back on him and I knew I did. But when I turned my face towards him and and actually said, God, I need you, I'm done running, he gave me his love. He gave me his agape type of love. Not one I had to work for, not one I deserved. He gave me the type of love that he gave me and gave you and gave us when he sent his son to earth, and to die on the cross. And Jesus was the same thing when he, I mean, if we remember correctly, he was like, Father, can I drink from another cup? Does it have to be this one? Does it have to be like this? He's like, not my will, your will be done. Well, how do I love my spouse? How do I love my mom? How do I love my father that's done this to me and done this, and how do I do this? You know, it's interesting if we would sit back and look at the Father, he gave everything. If we would look at, at, at Jesus, our Savior, he gave everything. And he said, not my will, your will be done. Have we sat back and said, Father, what's your will and how do they need to be loved? I wish pastor would really change his ways and treat me better and do this and love me the way, like, I need to be loved. This is about me. Well, what about him? I'm, I'm here to love on him. Man, my wife, and this is not, this is a total example of what I'm about to say. <laughs> this is seven years of sitting underneath Pastor Mark. This is called wisdom. This is an example. My wife is, like, I didn't want to use somebody else's wife because you don't know. I'm going to use my wife. She is so hard to love. So hard to live with. It's so annoying. I just, she's so tough. I wish she would be affectionate. I don't know how to love her. She's impossible. I wish she would love the way I love. (laughs) Or how about going to the Father and being like, Lord, will you show me how to love her? How she needs to be loved? Not love her for me, but love her for her. Not for my needs. I'm loving you right now so that we can, you know, have sex later. See, we're adults. We can talk about sex. How come in church you say the S word and everyone's like, (gasps) he said it. Well, come to young adults. We talk about it. Stay. Like, get married. Don't do it outside of marriage. It hurts. It will hurt your heart. But am I doing these things for her or am I loving her for her? 
or for me? Is it selfish? Well, you know, I don't really, I don't really care what she wants tonight or needs tonight. I'm just going to take what I want. I'm going to take it. Because she's mine. We're in a covenant marriage. She's mine. I'm going to take what I want. You know, um, I think we as individuals typically are, are fairly um, lazy and selfish. And I can kind of prove that in one, one false swoop. Um, I've got to make sure I pick on the right person. Zach. When your alarm goes off, what's your first thing that you do? You snooze it. Selfish and lazy. <laughs> he's thinking of himself, and he's definitely we, like snooze was created by was created by who? Human beings. Shows our innate ability to be lazy. To think of ourselves. I just need more sleep. You probably need to get up out of bed and go exercise. That's what you probably need to do, speaking from experience, right? But I'm just going to take, we're takers. We're selfishly selfish, if that's even a word. But like we, we oftentimes think of ourselves, not, not the one we love. You know, God gave. You want to know how, you want to know how tonight hearts are going to be mended and, and how you, we're going to go into worship and worship tonight because I've seen it. Worship tonight is going to be on a whole nother intimate type of level of how we approach the Father tonight. We're not coming tonight to take anything from God. I'm not here to take anything from you. I don't need anything that you have. I want to love on you tonight. I want the pastors to love on you tonight. However that looks, I, I, I wish I could tell you exactly what that looks like. But I can tell you how it looked like to me when I came to, when I came to Jesus was he didn't bop me over the head. He didn't say I'm horrible. He didn't say you're a, you're a dirty, rotten scoundrel. It was as though legitimately he hugged me. I can't sit there and say that he really did, but I can say he did. I felt the Father's arms for the first time in my entire life from a, from a situation of being uh, beaten by a father, abused as a, as a kid, to approaching the Father who would wrap his arm around me and love me. And I believe, I know, I don't believe anymore, I know tonight that there are going to be hearts mended here tonight. But you know what it takes? It doesn't just take the knowing that God wants to do this and, and that he also sent the Holy Spirit to do it. He literally sent the Holy Spirit to be our comforter. It actually takes us to approach him and to realize that our Father wants to love on us and to give us love. He doesn't want to take from us. He wants to give to us It takes, a, it takes a different image of how you've been maybe seeing the Father's face. And what I mean by that, have, are, have you, are you seeing him in a way that I would used to see him when I would approach him? Because the I, I only, only experience I had with, with men were they hurt me. That's the only experience I had. Or are you experiencing it from how your mom abused you? or how your uncle abused you, or, or whatever, and, and you have a distortion of what love is. The, the Father's love that gave of himself. The Father's love that I betrayed the Father, and when I came back to him, he wrapped his arms around me and loved me. Like with everything he had. And not the type of love where I sat there, I'm like, oh, I don't deserve this. I was just so lost in it. Like lost in it. I was talking to Miss Amy the other day in, in our offices and, and I still get blown away that like it took about three weeks for me to understand the first time we went to Africa, I, I had my prayer chair and it unfortunately took me three weeks 
to sit back and understand, like, why are we going to Africa? And he's like, to love people. Yeah, I know, but what are we doing? Love being American, don't we? No, no, but what are we doing? Uh, you're going to go love people. Okay, well, what are we doing? So I don't know if you're as thick-headed as I am. Pastor's like, this is starting to make sense of our conversations. <laughs> he just keeps on asking the same question. But, but I did that to the Lord. No joke. I'm like, but what are we doing? He's like, I want you to love people. No, I, I get that, Lord. But like, what do you want us to build? And I'm asking that question. I can't, can I build anything? No. I don't have to build anything. Like nothing. A doghouse. You should have saw the doghouse I built when I, we, I was stupid. But it, it worked. I mean, the dog never went in it, but it, it did get built. <laughs> he never went in that thing. He looked at, no joke, our German shepherd, he looked at it, and he did, you know that German shepherd tilt? That dude, that dude went over, he went like this, and he just turned around. And he never went in that doghouse ever. And I spent probably at least a week building it, thinking this was the bomb. And uh, nope, never used it. And so... I'm asking the Lord, when, isn't that funny? I'm asking the Lord, well, what are we going to build? He's like, he didn't say it, but he should have. He should have been like, go look out the kitchen window at that doghouse. Why would I have you build anything? <laughs> I'd send Pastor PJ if I wanted something built, not you. And he's like, I'm asking you to go love people. No, I get that, but like a well? Do you need a well? Do they need a well? Like what? Like what? And he literally, he's like, I need you to love them the way you love your family. No, I can't do that. See, I want to encourage you as well tonight in endeavoring a relationship with our God, our Father, our Redeemer, our Healer, our Comforter. I want to encourage you, be real with Him. He already knows you're lying if you're lying. I mean, He literally knows I'm sitting there going, hey, I don't really know how to love them the way I love my family. Do you imagine if I would have said this? Well, okay, yeah, I'll love them exactly the way I love my daughters and, and wife. That's awesome. I get that. He'd have been like, no, you don't. But that's the religious answer he, you know, we think he wants to hear. And so I told him, I, I don't know what that looks like, Lord. How do I go to another country, get off an airplane, love them as though they were like my own, and get back on an airplane and leave them in, in, in a country and starvation and uncleanliness, and I come back to this? How do I, how do I love them? I can't do that without hurting I can't do that without hurting. And he says, isn't my grace sufficient? I remember sitting in that red chair at home all by myself, and I was sitting there Indian style when I was younger. And I was sitting Indian style, and, and he says, isn't my grace sufficient? And I just lost it. Because it was in that very moment I realized I didn't trust him. It was in that very moment that I was like, oh my gosh, God, I am so sorry I don't trust you. And it is so apparent to me right now that you want to give me peace. And you want to give me the grace to do what you're asking me to do. In fact, you've already given it to me. I just haven't received it. You see, I didn't, I didn't, go, to, I didn't go to God and, and you know, here, here's... Pastor Ray, can you come up here? I, I, it's not like he was holding grace that's more than enough and grace that is sufficient in his hand. It's not like I went up and I was like, that's mine, man. Give me that. See, when I meet takers and, and, and so forth, you know how takers usually treat things? Is they take, and then every so often, not too long down the road of the walk or wherever they're going, it just gets tossed aside because they don't appreciate it doesn't mean anything to him because I'll just take it whenever I want I'll just take it whenever I want but there was a significant difference when having this interaction this relationship I wasn't praying to fill a task and to check a box I was having a relationship with my Lord and he says but but isn't my grace sufficient and he's literally holding his hand out to me. He's like, I'm giving you it. You don't need to take it, just receive it. 
And when I walked through that prayer with him, and, and he's like, I'm giving you this. Here it is. Dude, I can tell you right now, it's now a part of me. I walked through a process with him. Thanks, Pastor Wade. I walked through a process with him, an intimacy with him. I'm not putting this down. It's like my marriage. I'm not putting that down, no matter how hard it gets, and thankfully it's not hard. No way, that's mine. That's, that's mine. I'm not putting that aside. Maybe that imagery helps some of us here tonight of making us realize that this, this, the spiritual relationship and the physical relationship, it's the same. Jen receives my love. She doesn't take it. And that's the beautifulness of it. That's the trustworthy part of it. I don't have to be on guard with her or worried. Just the same as we don't with the Lord. He wants us to receive from him. Not waiting to get hit. Oh, I don't know if I can approach you. The Bible says that we can go boldly before the throne of God. Why? Because of Jesus and what he did for us. Why? Because of love. Love. We've seen love transform the areas in which we go to Uganda in. I've seen love transform my family. Love got my shoulder healed on Sunday. How long has my shoulder been jacked up? I look at both my, I look at my wife and, and Pastor Wade. I'm like, hey, man, how, you know, how long has my shoulder been jacked up? A long time. My wife loses sleep over it. I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, oh, that hurts, that hurts, that hurts, that hurts, that hurts. Waking her up. God loves me so much that he bore the stripes for my healing of my shoulder. You know, I've been trying to take that for at least probably legitimately, whoo-wee, close to a year probably. Just, ah, that's my healing, I'm taking it, because I'm pretty forceful, dude. I, I like, you know. I was talking to somebody today. And he's like, you got another gear in you, don't you? And I was like, yeah. I don't like that gear, though. We try to keep that one in the garage. But I, I, I did. I would approach God, and I'm like, I'm taking that. I'm taking that healing. You know, Sunday came, and I went up to do the outros on the live outros. And I, I hear Pastor Mark getting a word of knowledge in Sunday service, and I'm upstairs. I mean, that right there is amazing. And I hear him say, I think somebody has a shoulder problem or a rotator cuff problem. And I'm sitting in the chair waiting for the outro to come on. I'm like, Lord Jesus, I don't care if that whole camera turns on and the whole world sees me, a pastor. I don't care. Dude, I'm, I'm receiving this today. And I said, I'm receiving this today. And he, said, and he said his prayer. And I said, I receive that healing in Jesus' name. And I'm like, dude, there's no pain. Oh, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning with no pain. I woke up in the morning and my, I was laying on my right side. And I rolled over to my left side after pushing snooze. And I rolled over, and I rolled over, I got you, uh, I rolled over, I rolled over to my left side, and right when I did, my eyes were still closed, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, your eyes never open, yeah, you just roll over, and, and so I rolled over, and all of a sudden, my eyes popped open, I'm like, and I was like, I'm healed, I can't wait to tell Pastor Mark today in prayer, I'm telling the testimony, I can't wait to tell Jen, haven't woken up since Sunday night, have you? Not hearing that. Come on, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, I couldn't do this before. You know how much better my golf game's going to be? And you want to know why? Because he loves me and I received the healing that God did. I didn't take it. I received it. I received my heart being healed from being abused because I received his love. I didn't take God's not a taker, he's a giver. He's not a taker. When we come and approach him, he's not taking from you. And I think we need to sometimes learn not to take. I mean, he's taking bad stuff, but he's really just washing us clean. He's really just washing us clean. He's washing you clean. He's restoring your heart. He's restoring your heart. 
It's up to you if you want to receive. I mean, it's up to you. I want you to. Like, if I could, this is that other gear that gentleman was talking about. Like, if I could, I would pull you up and just be like, come on, man, take it. Come and receive. Come on, man. Don't you want to do this with your heart? That's awesome. Why would we not want to be healed? Why do we hold on to stuff as though it's like, no, this is my right to be mad. This is my right. I have the right. You hurt me, and I'm going to hold on to it. And then you get cancer because you're bitter and you're horrible to be around. No one wants to be around you because you just hate everyone because hate got into you because you got offended and you just helped. It's mine. It's like that, I don't even know what the movie is, My Precious, My Ring, whatever that movie is. (laughs) What is it called? Is that a bad movie? I don't even know. (laughs) I have no clue. I don't even know. I just know everyone, like, my precious. That's all I know about it. (laughs) That's all I know. And so I want to ask you, do you want to be and receive your healing tonight? Because I'm telling you, I'm going to, like, this is that other gear I'm getting into. I don't want to override your, your own free will, but I can tell you right now, I would love to lay hands on your shoulders and pray for you because God wants to restore and you to receive your healing of your wounds. And that's as far as I'm going to go. Because he, man, I tell you what, you're awesome in his eyes. You don't have flaws in his eyes. You're not thrown away and you're not trash in his eyes. Not at all. You're beautiful. You're held high, with high esteem in his eyes, and in his hands he holds you gently. Can I pray for you? Amen. Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Restore. Thank you, Father. Restore. Thank you, Father. Restore. And mend. And mend every wound. Hallelujah. There it is. Thank you, Father, that you're restoring, bringing clarity to mind, and that you call her holy and righteous, that you call her restored, that you call her holy and righteous and redeemed and healed, 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 (laughs) healed. And you can walk out, and you can walk out, and you will be an amazing wife for your husband in the future. In the future, you will be an amazing husband that he's bringing somebody in. Continue to pray for him from this day forward. The husband that he has coming for you is gentle, soft-spoken, and gentle hands. He will adore you and hold you high, and he'll treat you like a princess, like you've always dreamed about when you were a little girl. That's what he has in store for you. Ha, <laughs> The Lord loves you, he cherishes you, and you are, hey, you are forgiven, and it was not your fault, never was. Thank you, Jesus, for healing her heart, restoring her wounds, and setting her on the right path, and that she sees herself the way you see her from this point on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. And so, we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. See, what you guys just saw was another example of somebody receiving from the Lord. Notice she didn't, she wasn't, she wasn't praying in tongues for it. She wasn't working for it. She sat there. And I said, do you want to receive? And she's just, yes. There was a young man in Africa, he had a a really bad back problem and a a foot that was about yay shorter than his other. And um, I said, do you know what Jesus did on the cross for him? He's like, well, my salvation. I said, do you know anything else? He says, no. I said, well, by his stripes, you were healed. Do you receive that? This brother messed up my theology because we shall lay the hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I said, do you receive your healing then? And, and he goes, I receive it in Jesus' name. I said, well, praise God, let's pray for you. And I pick up his legs, and you know, back then they were initially like this. Anybody see that? They were like that. <laughs> and so, uh, hey, we can have fun. 
And so they were like, they were like that. And uh, <laughs> hey, nine weeks ago, I couldn't have done that. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, they, were, they were really short. And I said, do you receive your healing in Jesus' name then? And he says, I receive in Jesus' name. So I bend down, I pick up his legs, and they matched, and I was like, I didn't pray for him. Wait a minute. And I said, well, they match, praise God. And he goes, praise God. <laughs> Just like that. I'm like, he's confused like, like, God, you said we should lay the hands on the sick. I came to pray for him. I didn't pray for him. I told him what you did, and he said he received it in Jesus' name, and it, he was healed. What? Hold on a second. You mean there was no formula? There was no instruction? No, there was the gospel. The gospel made easy. The gospel made easy. Right? Jesus didn't make this hard or complex. Right? Do you receive? Do you believe that he is the son of God and that he resurrected on the third day? And he sits at the right hand of the Father. Do you believe that? If you believe that and you confess it, you're saved. Wait. Are you sure? He made it that simple. Well, I need a, I need a healing. Was it hard? It wasn't hard, was it, sweetie? He made it simple for us to receive his love and to receive him. In him is everything. In him is the fullness of. In him is the overflowing of love. All in, in 1 Corinthians, when it talks about all the cool gifts there are, right? All the nine spiritual gifts that are super rad and like we all pray about like that. Holy Spirit, will this and will this and that, you know. We're working for it instead of just going, well, it's the Holy Spirit's job to, you know, distribute the gifts. Just let him do his job. Just be quiet. I'm joking when I say, because we should desire the gifts. All I'm saying is, you realize that in chapter 13, verse 13, it actually says, I'll show you one more than is more important than any of the other gifts. It's love. I look at it as though love is actually the, like the engine that drives the car. And all in the cars are, are the spiritual gifts, but it's, if without the engine of love, you realize um, how distorted human beings would probably utilize the gifts they would use it for themselves in fact there was there was a uh, evangelist over in like i want to say maine somewhere he went to a bible school uh, on the west coast really really well kind of well known he was he was a legit dude he goes over on the uh, east coast back in maine and he starts going out to parks and so forth and praying for people and seeing miracles like legit miracles and then he goes a little kind of cuckoo and I say that because he got denounced from anything of this other church than Bible school that he went to and said, we tried correcting him, we tried coaching him, we tried teaching him, and we now remove ourselves from him. He went into saying, it's not God, it's me. See, without love, that is probably easy to get into. See, it's, it's, it was probably self-gain and, and, and some other things probably that was like, oh, it's me that, that healed your leg. It was me that did it. It was me that did it. You know the, one of the coolest things about being a Christian? We all should be saying this. You know, one of the coolest things about being a, a Christian and, and a preacher is this. You can't do it without God. There's nowhere along our line, hey, Pastor Mark, did you concoct somewhere Sunday service and third service? You're like, I'm going to make up a rotator cut problem and a shoulder problem. And actually, when I say the prayer, someone's going to get healed of it because I'm cool. I mean, you are cool. But like, <laughs> you get what I'm, sometimes you got to make sure that everyone's hearing correctly. But like, he does. It was the Lord that did it. It was the Lord. It was the Holy Spirit that gave him the word. And then he was obedient and willing enough to do it. And then thank God, one of his pastors and probably more people we better hear testimonies about it if you're sitting here tonight. I'm sitting upstairs. 
I receive that. Just like this young lady received her healing. So I'm going to ask right now, and this is, this is the part of me being, being me, of, of how God kind of created my personality and, and so forth. Um, I think most of you guys are here that know me. I'm, I'm, I sometimes maybe want it more than you do. But I believe there's a, an, a, an amount of boldness. I believe there's an amount of boldness that comes from us that if we're bold enough to say, I'm going to receive my healing, I don't care if anybody knows I'm hurt. I don't care if anybody knows I was abused. I don't care if anybody knows what I've gone through. I am going to receive from my king my healing tonight. I'm going to receive his love for the first time. I'm not scared to approach my father anymore and get hit. I'm not afraid to approach him and get, you know, spanked or abused. I'm going to approach the father tonight with open arms, my chin up, and receive the love that he has for us. I'm going to receive my healing. And right now, there's some of, there's some of you right now that are, are dealing, with being, uh, dealing with shame. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pray real quick so that I can help you with that, so that you're not having to deal with shame about coming up. Because the worship team's getting, getting ready to come back up, and we're going to go into worship. And then we'll see what, what the Lord wants to do for the rest of the night. If we end up ministering, prophecy, exhortation. We'll see. We'll see where the Holy Spirit's going to take this. But I, I know that I can say without a doubt that if you were bold enough to come forward, if you're bold enough to get up out your seat, you will receive your healing tonight. You will receive the love of the Father tonight in a way that you've never received. And in such a, I wish I could express what I see. Um, um, Pastor Mark, can I use you real quick? Um, there was a trip we went to Africa. Not we. That hasn't happened yet. Um, and and there, was a, there was a time I went to Africa. Um, yeah, right here. Um, and, you know, I love being there. I love the ministry there. I love, I, I, I love Uganda. But there was this trip that everything kind of, changed for me and it weirded me out like really weirded me out because all of a sudden I just wanted to be back by him and I'm like but I love Africa like well he doesn't need like he's got this down like he's got this kind of figured out he knows how to do this and there's why my like no and he's like yeah you, like you need to be back by him you you love him and I'm like huh and so I'm going through this emotion that I had never gone through before, right? Haven't had great experiences with dads. And I come back. I told Pastor Witt this. I shared this with Pastor Witt, and she's like, yeah, that's a real thing. And uh, I walked back, back in here into the green room, and it was just Pastor Mark in the green room praying that this Wednesday night. And I walk in, and he goes, hey, welcome back, and he hugs me. Man, I melted like a two-year-old child. Like, no joke, like, one, I was like, whoa, I, am, I guess I love Pastor Mark. I would rather be there than here. That's a trip. That hasn't happened yet. God's doing something with my heart. And then I come back, and that, like, I mean, that around four years of working together and being around each other, that hadn't happened. But what I'm seeing that this looks like, to explain this to you, because I don't have the words to articulate it to you, I'm going to show you. You want some tissue? <laughs> For me. This is what it looks like. And honestly, you know, it, it's funny that we're laughing about it, because we should. I think it's funny. <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> we should laugh. But here's the best part about it is, 
is you know another thing in Uganda that, that is awesome and weird for Americans is this. <laughs> when this happens amongst, amongst brothers, this is like, hey, I now call you my brother. This isn't, this isn't something weird. This is brotherhood. And, and over there, I was like, the first time Pastor Joseph, I watched it happen to Pastor Wade. I took photos of it. <laughs> and um, they were walking up a hill. No joke. They were walking up a hill. And, and, and you know, there's Pastor Wade. And, uh, <laughs> and Pastor Joseph's walking. And, and I'm with Jen. And I'm like, watch this. And I'm videoing. And Pastor Joseph, <laughs> can you be Pastor Joseph for me and just grab my hand? He goes like this, and jo he, Pastor Wade went like that. I mean, his whole arm went up like, what just happened? Who's seeing this? Oh, my gosh. I'm a Texan. Texans don't do this. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, and the same thing happened to me. We were in a mall, and we're walking through a mall. Pastor Joseph and I are talking, and Pastor Joseph does that. And I'm like, <gasps> and I literally, my eyes are looking everywhere, and all of a sudden, I remembered what it meant. And all of a sudden, the honor came. And so I, I think it's good that we see this. I think it's okay that we understand what love looks like. And so what I'm seeing is that's going to happen the same way that happened, glory to God. Sorry, I just got like, a, duh. Is, is the day that the Father wrapped his arms around me and I realized the Father loved me, he didn't hate me. I realized the Father loved me and wasn't waiting for me to mess up and strike me to hell. I realized the Father loved me and realized he loved me and didn't, like, strike sickness on me. That's of the devil. This is what I see it looking like. Do you want to be God or do you want me to be God? <laughs> be a son. Yeah, he's like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> come in for a hug. Should I come in for a hug? See, this is how God would do this, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have him receive it. I'm not taking anything from him. I'm going to have him receive What side's your face going to? Let's figure that out. I, don't, I definitely don't want an accident. <laughs> yeah, you go that side. <laughs> the Father wants to wrap his arms around us tonight. <laughs> and you're good, thank you. Don't do that at the mall, though. Yeah, no mall. We can't do that at the mall. Well, it won't happen at the mall. I'll buy lunch tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, and uh, look, it's okay, man. You know who else is, is super awesome? Like, watch this. Pastor Doug, come here. Like, no joke, this is, this is super awesome. If you got, like, I'm really intrigued by watching people's, like, body behavior and stuff like that. Being a cop, you could kind of read body language. Watch this. What's up, PB? What's up, dude? No joke. That's, like, all the time. No joke. You're good. Like, all the time. Pastor Wade, come here. Hey, can you hand me that water bottle? Right there, that. You know, um, about five years ago, four or five years ago, we were in Africa and it was hot. I mean, it was, it was hot that day and we were on the bus and they wouldn't let us out. Like, it is not safe. I'm like, huh? It's gotta be safer out there than in here. It's, you know, metal bus, nothing, no air conditioning. We're just cooking. And they only wanted two guys to go out. So, so Tim Parnell, where are you at, Tim? Awesome. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, you know, that's the importance of, like, be here. I'm looking to use somebody as an example. He ain't here. Can you imagine... Now I know how God felt when he went through, went through the garden. He's like, hey, Adam, Eve, where you at? <laughs> we're at the lake. And, uh, and so we're on this bus, and, and Tim, being an awesome brother, 
dude brings, I didn't even know they had ice cream in, in Uganda. I didn't know that was a thing. And uh, he brings back a bunch of little ice cream cups. You know, like the ones we would eat with wooden spoons as kids? Uh, man, I never liked a wooden spoon so much in my life. And because um, I only knew the, those were the ones. And um, so he comes back and, and Pastor Wade's like, no, I don't want one. And uh, so I'm eating it and I have strawberry and I, it is the best ice cream I've ever had in my life. It's 110 degrees. Yeah, man. And so Pastor Wade is sitting on the left side of the bus across the aisle. I'm going to act as though this is my ice cream. Pastor Wade, do you share drinks with your wife? She's your wife. Did y'all kiss on your wedding day? Like, you kiss. You did and you do. You don't share a drink? We don't kiss with food in our mouth. You mean you brush your teeth? We're going to get into this later. We're going to have counseling tomorrow. And, uh, and so we're on this bus, and, and, and I'm feeling so bad for him. The brother's sweating like crazy. And I'm like, hey, you want some ice cream? He's like, no. I'm like, dude, it's 100 degrees out. Do you want the rest of the ice cream? I'll save half. And he's like, no, I don't share. You know that extra gear I've got? And it's probably part of the gifting too. So I used it for this. Um, I'm like, oh, well, challenge accepted. Dude, seriously, you won't share ice cream with me? Like, we're brothers. And I can see him looking at the ice cream like, oh my goodness, that would be so cold in my mouth right now. But he just will look at the wooden spoon. And, and, and everyone on the bus is now going, just turn the spoon around. And I'm like, no, if he wants a bite of the ice cream, he's going to eat off the same spoon I eat off of. <laughs> now, I mean, honestly, like I'm here to help people grow. That's, that's what we do, right? Equip and train the saints. And so... Uh, we're going, and, and I'm saying, hey, just have some. And he finally shared. It's ice cream, right? It's ice cream. The last time we did this, and he shared, and God had a breakthrough, and he received healing from whatever behavior that is. Someone got raised up from the dead. Don't you want people to get healed tonight? I mean, come on, Pastor Wade. We're brothers. We've, we've come on, man. I have been up with you till six in the morning. It's just water. That's all. I can help you. It's ice cream. Drink it if it's a, if you can drink that ice cream and tell yourself it's ice cream. Go ahead. I love you. I love. It's like baptism. This is like baptism for you right now, and you're getting set free. I'm joking. If you don't want to, don't. Go ahead. You feel like you're cheating on. When it's us, it's not cheating. You don't have to. I would never do that to you. But if you don't get your healing tonight, it's not Jesus' fault. You know, we, we, we do teach around here quite often, hey, when, when the Holy Spirit leads a pastor to do something, jump higher. Take a drink. I'm joking. You know I'm joking with you. But you really want to? I, this is the look he had that day. I literally admonished him saying, hey, you don't have to, but he's going to. I know he is. It's, just a, it's a done deal. You might as well just cut through the chain so we can, people can get their healing. I'll get some of that anointing on you. Now, no, this is just for fun. You don't have to. 
Now, here's the, here's the deal, though. Do you see how love just happened? He's having fun. I'm having fun. Y'all having fun? I'm not going to make him do that. The Lord's not leading me to do it. It's just fun. Why? Because I know him. You know God wants to have fun with us too? You know, I remember Pastor Doug preached one Wednesday night, um, maybe two years ago. And, um, and he, had us, he had us walk through a faith exercise of, of stepping into heaven. And I remember that night something, and I didn't share it that night, but it seems like I should share it tonight, of how much God wants us to have fun with him. And he's not like this iron-fisted God. We were jumping off a cliff into a river together. And somehow, like, we just all of a sudden were back at the top of this cliff, and he, he goes, watch this. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be awesome. And so he jumps, and he does, like, this flip, and then, like, he gets done with the flip, and all of a sudden he just goes, Wah! like this, right? You could call it the cross dive instead of the swan dive. And so he goes like this and does a belly flop. And he get, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh. And his head comes up, and he's laughing. And he goes, it doesn't hurt up here. And I'm like, Whoa. And I And I do a belly flop. And I hit, and I come up out of the water, I'm like, and I'm laughing, I'm like, it doesn't hurt. And he goes, I know. We just kept doing it. Like, chest was all red, but there was no pain. He wants to have fun with us. I, I was not going to let him do that unless he just like was willingly going to do it. And here's the deal. He, he trusts me, huh? And he goes, hey, if this really is, a, it, he was whispering. He's like, hey, if this really is like the spirit of the Lord type of thing, I'll do it. And at that point, I was like, yes. <laughs> I wanted to say yes so bad and repent right after. Um, <laughs> have some grace receive some grace and so i'm not going to make him do that plus i want to drink out of it and so um here here's what it looks like though p-dub uh, um in case you want some it's right there just calling your name Way. i mean seriously who who knows pastor uh, pastor what do you know the song wade in the water wade in the water wade water we can pour it on you get it in you no but check this out we've seen the we've seen what love looks like with pastor mark and i the embrace with pastor doug and i and then i mean he wouldn't drink water that's true love but i mean i i mean if he doesn't do it with his wife i'm i'd feel bad but like we have been friends for how many years going on six going on 25 years not that long 2015 but check this out I went to hug him and he did he did this Texas I'm a man hug and he stiffened up we are no joke like about as tight as, as two dudes can be but a full-on hug it, it, it just pastor Doug and I are different together he has a different personality and different traits and raised different than, than Pastor Wade. But even Pastor Wade has, has grown and grown just like I have, just like Pastor Mark, just like all of us. And tonight is another growing point of being able to approach the Father. And, um, and, get, a, and get a hug. Amen? Go ahead, P-Dub. Jen, come here. You know, I'm, I'm trying to learn from my pastors. I shouldn't drink water with my wife, I guess. Uh, you want to drink? Watch how easy this is. Right? There's, this has been 25, 25 years. Almost 25 years. Our relationships should keep getting better and better and better with the Father. Go ahead, babe. See, God is, God is asking us to, 
tonight again, just like he has been every day, to receive his love. But it takes, it takes us. The Father's always there, just like I'm always here to have a hug, Pastor Mark. If you ever need a hug, I'm always here for you. Four more years. But that's okay. That's not how he loves. Right? Yet. No, I'm just kidding. But the, but the father's always there waiting for a hug. He's always there. Unless we approach him, unless we come to him to receive the hug, he's just hugging air. There's nothing there. And, and we're, we're so awesome that we're like, why don't I feel his love? Well, why don't you go to him? Well, I mean, like, why don't you go to him? Oh, he's right there. Just turn around. His arms were always there for me. When, when I came back to him and got my hug from him, when I realized he loved me, like, oh my gosh, he loves me. He has not been waiting to ground me. He hasn't been waiting to condemn me or convict me. He's actually been waiting to love me. But religion got into me a long time ago of like, oh gosh, like you, you know what I did even though I don't even know what I did. And you know what I did. And he's just sitting there going, son, I gave everything for you. I just want to love you because you can do it. I didn't have this prayer uh, thought up of, of, for this young lady in the front. Those were the, the words of the father. I love you and restore you and I hold you and I cherish you and you're amazing and you're enough. I love you so much, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to pray for your future husband. Because he's soft-spoken and gentle-handed. He loves us so much that he uses a pastor on a Sunday as another guy's going up to, to do an outro and I'm like, I'm receiving this today because you love me. And now I can move all around and like, awesome, that's right, God loves me. If he didn't love us, would, he, would we get healed? So I want, us to, I want us to realize that we can approach the Father and receive. Receive from him. And not just this day, every day.